Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're a fan of soulless, pointless public holidays, you've come to the right place. This is Wiki Shuffle's Halloween special. Ooh. I'm your host. Stop doing that. Okay. I'm, I'm your host, Jack Stewart. Here is Christopher Wallace. Hello. And here's Phil Sharman. We're using surnames as a special Halloween treat. Ooh. We should have Simpsons closing credits Halloween special type yeah. corruptions of our names. Too lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could have thought of that before, really, before we did that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sentences. <laughs> Phil, after months of begging people to send us in some post, we yeah. finally received a piece of post. Yeah. Tell us about it. We got some post. Great. Who's it from? Um, David. <laughs> we yes. don't know who David is. That's as much information as we get. That's why modern communication is better, because we have no way of getting back to David now. He's, he's No, we can't just send a, he's, he's sent in a card with a uh, St. Paul's on the, on the front. He was going to send us a postcard. It's London University. Okay, ah. London University. Uh, it's, so, yeah, thank you very much for that, David. He's written us a lovely letter and he's given us some um, potential wiki shuffles for our bonus episodes that will be coming out on Friday, hopefully. Yeah. If but, I edit it in time. But don't you do that because it's too late now. Yeah, too As you late. listen to this, it is too late. Yep, we have um, got all the submissions. We're going to go through them when we record next. There are some buttes in there, so thank you if you have submitted. This, it's going to be difficult to whittle it down to three. It, I could it see really us is. ending up with two specials out of this, to be don't, honest, but I'm not making promise. any promises. Yeah, don't. We're not doing that. I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard enough to edit one podcast a week, let alone two, and I'm definitely not doing three. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, yeah. That's Jack's commitment to what you're listening to. I'll quite happily talk for three. See, I'm committed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. This next wiki shuffle was stumbled upon a few weeks ago, but we thought we'd save it for you as a special Halloween treat. <laughs> 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 Welcome to your doom. I'm surrounded by fucking idiots. <laughs> Get me out of this fucking room. Do you not like Halloween? I don't like that, whatever that was. <laughs> this sent into madness. That was where people will have switched off. We could say any old shit now. <laughs> you two... Uh, you ever go at me for liking to eat my skin and stuff? <laughs> You're, and yes, you are the biggest horror story of all of us. <laughs> so anyway, as a special Halloween treat... Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Wikipedia entry on Friday the 13th, the 1989 video game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Friday the 13th is a survival horror video game published by LJN and developed by Japanese video game developer Atlas for the Nintendo Entertainment System video game console. It is an adaptation of Friday the 13th franchise. Critics rated the game as one of the worst NES games <laughs> of all time. Okay. Good. So, well, what year was this? 1989. Yeah. Uh, you know, so this is a, a long time after the Friday the 13th franchise had got running mm. and a long time after you were born <laughs> that was just an unnecessary dig <laughs> just out of nowhere i was 10 carry on about the cover i'm going to start again as if none of that carry on ever happened so there's a picture of the cover which has jason axe aloft hockey mask in place mm. in the middle of a Duran Duran video. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it very look that way. There are a lot of colours going well, it's like, on there. It looks like the Saved by the Bell opening credits. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Destroy Jason if you can is the strap line there. And it's part oh, of so the... So you don't even get to play as Jason? That's the whole fun of video games, isn't it? Going around being a mental killer. Not in the 80s. No, uh, yeah, that it was a bit more tame yet. then, wasn't it? Did yeah. you hear about the, um, the E.T. thing that happens in the 80s? Um, it's... There's a documentary about it. It's a really poorly received video game, and they took all the cartridges that they couldn't sell and like ditched them in the desert somewhere. And they've recently oh, found them. Those. They've dug yeah. them up yeah. recently. Yeah, I don't know why, but it is terrible. I've played it mm. because I do that. Because <laughs> you're, do do that. That you're a completist, it's very important you to yes. to have played every video game that's ever been made, yes, irrespective of how terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we were so talking about this on the way over. Chris is going to buy an Xbox so that he can play t- the new Tomb Raider game six months earlier than if he had just waited for it on PlayStation. Wait. I don't want to wait. That's pathetic. That's like 400 quid. This is coming from the man months. that buys a box of Twinkies. I, I'm not doing that again. That was three ninety nine or yeah, $2.99. I'm not, gonna... <laughs> not 399 <laughs> Let's delve into the plot of the Friday the 13th video game. The game manual contains the following synopsis. Now, this may get a bit scary, but it's okay because mm. it's Halloween, so it's... You know, it's... Don't. Sorry. <laughs> it's a pretty typical summer at Crystal Lake. There's a group of happy children staying in... I oh, know, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> you can't sustain <laughs> it. What you, I think what you were doing there was like those sort well, of... Vincent Price voice is what I thought oh, I was doing. I was that Vincent Price? Like... That's kind of what I was going for. It didn't work. No. I'm going to start again in my own nasal, whiny voice. <laughs> so sorry. It would be it... a less good trailer. It would, Definitely. <laughs> It's a pretty typical summer at Crystal Lake. There's a group of happy children staying in the camp. You and your six camp counsellor friends are watching over the kids while enjoying the lake and the wilderness. The days are bright and sunny, the nights are cool and clear, and Jason is on a rampage. It's up to you to stop him, but it's not going to be easy. You must first fight your way through forests filled with man-eating wolves, caves covered with blood-sucking bats, and hordes of mindless zombies everywhere you turn. Just like in the films Mm. you must also help any friend who is in danger or else you can just kiss them goodbye and (laughs) and hiding in a cabin or staying adrift in a canoe won't keep you safe Jason will find you anywhere the only way to survive this summer is to challenge Jason face to face and destroy him via some platforming jumping on blocks (laughs) yeah 
Players control one of six camp counsellors, each with varying levels of speed, rowing and jumping ability in a side-scrolling <laughs> perspective. The counsellors start with an arcing rock attack. The goal is to find and defeat Jason Voorhees three times. Along the paths, players will find cabins, a lake, caves and wooded areas with all but the cabins having enemies such as zombies, crows and wolves attacking the player. Players may upgrade their weapon upon finding a new one. A timed alarm appears at certain intervals requiring players to find Jason before he kills one or more children or another counsellor. It's pretty dark, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's, there's a screenshot and... There's like actually a, there's a count. Yeah, it looks like Pokemon, but there's a count of how many children are alive on the screen. <laughs> oh wow! There's fifteen there. <laughs> so, I, and I guess because there's a count, it's okay if a couple of them die. Yeah, but you, uh, obviously you can't lose all of them. Yeah, which is pretty bleak, isn't it, for a kids game? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it isn't a kids game, but well, no, this is the thing. It was. They all were back they then. All were. They all were. Everything yeah. was for kids. So, y- using the map, who play- is this for? <laughs> Using the map, players must navigate their way to Jason's location or switch to the counsellor being attacked and defeat him. If they do not make it there in time, Jason will kill the counsellors or some of the children. Upon nearing Jason's location, Jason may appear on the path or in the lake or attack the player. When inside a cabin, Jason will attack the player in a way reminiscent of the video game Punch-Out. You you have encountered a random Jason. (laughs) Players may light the fireplaces inside of larger cabins. Nice touch. Upon lighting all fireplaces, a flashlight and torch weapon are available. Notes are found in some larger cabins leading the player to other notes in other locations, eventually leading to new items. The objective of the game is to survive for three days and three nights while attempting to find and kill Jason. Players may battle Jason's mother, who is in a hidden locked room in a cave. She is represented as a Medusa-like figure, floating head that swoops down to attack the player. Navigating in the woods or cave can be confusing as they are set up to purposefully disorient the player. They hide several locked rooms and cabins. If all counsellors or children die, the game (laughs) is over. Sounds rubbish. Reception. Friday the 13th was released in North America exclusively in February 1989 as part of LJN's focus on creating video games based on licenses. It is considered by some as one of the worst games of all time. Game Informer lists the game among the worst horror games of all time. Author Andy Slaven called it a horrible translation of the films. Michigan Daily's Matt Grandstaff called it a poor offering. And GamePro listed it as the 10th worst video game based on a film, criticising its repetitive music score and amazingly frustrating gameplay. Um, Chris, as our resident game expert... Okay. Two questions. Yeah. Firstly, what is the best horror game you've ever played? Yeah. And secondly, what is the best film adaption game you've ever played? Best horror game was that PT trailer, for, well, preview thing that came out last year. They got cancelled. It was going to be Silent Hills. So a game that didn't doesn't actually exist. But no, it, I, know, I played. Game, I played it. It was a. It was a like a full demo oh, okay. thing. Um, that was terrifying. Hmm. Best adaptation for a horror yeah. game. Yeah. Because film uh, to game never really works, does it? No. Um, Apart from Aladdin, that was banging. Uh, and Lion King was good as well. Um, there isn't one. Really? There's not a single one? No. It's really difficult. Games and films don't but, work. Oh, well, Stop Batman. trying. Batman was good, wasn't it? You like Batman? Yeah, but Batman's comic and it's just a big thing. So. <laughs> okay. 
It's like, it's like games and films don't get on, so stop trying to make it happen. Is that simple? Yeah, Jack, stop trying to make games and <laughs> films happen. Stop trying to make it happen. GamesRadar's Mark Rapares criticised its box, commenting that only LJN would ever think to surround Jason Voorhees with neon pastel vomit. Well, the cover did do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thereby making him even more of an 80s relic than he already is. Although this is selling it to me because I'm a, I am like the 80s. You do. So mm. I, I might go and... Give Friday the 13th the game a go. <laughs> Writer Christopher Grant commented that the game was more terrible than the deaths of the campers in the first Friday the 13th film, calling it craptacular. Not there's a word mm. we haven't heard in a few decades. He was really pleased with himself for calling it that as well, because he thought yeah. that was craptacular. That's craptacular. One writer stated, after playing a few minutes of this aardvark, you wanted Jason <laughs> to slaughter <laughs> all the counsellors and then you. He's called it an aardvark. What's wrong with Aardvarks? I don't know. It doesn't have any meaning, does it? No. Aardvarks are fine. After playing a few minutes of this Aardvark, you wanted Jason to slaughter all of the councillors and then you. Anything so it would just end. No. In June 2013, the National Entertainment Collectibles Association released an exclusive figurine of the video game style Jason with the turquoise and purple colour palette to go along with their other Ooh. Nintendo-esque horror figure. I want to have a look for this. Yes, because I knew you would. I quite fancy that. Do you have any like figures and stuff? No, I, Do I just have um, my Ghostbusters Lego. You have Ghostbusters Lego? Of course yeah. I have Ghostbusters Lego. I really I want the Simpsons house Lego. Nah, you don't want that. What do you mean I don't want that? I'll decide what I want. <laughs> Mr. Ghostbusters Lego. <laughs> You're going to call me Mr. Ghostbusters. Mr. Ghost, Mr. Ghostbucket. <laughs> Hotel toilet paper folding. Okay. This, this more than anything else, is why I love Wikipedia. Because <laughs> the Encyclopedia Britannica... Mm-hmm. It was an important resource yes. and a very valuable one, as was the CD-ROM Encarta that I had while I was at school. Very useful. Neither of those publications, I can say with absolute confidence, had space to feature, feature a whole article on hotel toilet paper folding. And it is, just from looking at the, the top of the page, it's clearly going to be very, very detailed. It does seem Which that way. And it is, it's, it's a bit of an art form. Sort yeah, different hotels do it different sort ways. Sort of origami with paper that you're going to wipe your yeah. ass with. Yeah. Great. The last time I was in a hotel, I completely ignored it. I feel quite bad now that they... You were too hurried to get into the bath, weren't you? I was. Mm. I don't know that I've ever stayed at a hotel fancy enough to have... I think I've been folded to a peak, yeah. to a V. I've had that a couple of times. Nothing fancier than that. Mm. I, I had a V recently um, when I was in Cologne... And I was in a, it was basically a hostel. And in my room I had a wooden chair that definitely wouldn't hold the weight of a human, never mind me. Um, a bed with one... You know you are a human. Uh, I'm like a double human. Okay. Uh, a bed. I mean, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bed. Um, and yet they went to the trouble of, of putting a nice V on the toilet paper of my shared bathroom, which my the people I shared it with um, had... You know, shit everywhere. So, shit everywhere. Well, they had shit everywhere, but they had shit, and they'd not really done a good job at hiding no. the fact that they had shit. Maybe that's why they put the, the V in. <laughs> Maybe it was as an apology. Oh no. Yeah. Make you it up to him. There was a toilet brush right next to the, the bowl, so you could have just. Yeah, but what would you prefer? Toilet brush, little V. A uh, toilet brush. Yeah. Mm, okay. Everyone would have preferred okay. that. Yeah, definitely. 
That's fine. Like Everybody that. would have Everybody. preferred that. Yeah. And they got the bath mat really wet, and no one, no one likes with that. With shit. Not with shit. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. What, what hostel was this? It was a hostel. There you mm. go. Yeah. Mm. Putting a, a, a toilet paper fold in a shared toilet's weird because if you're in a hotel, you know that was just for you. You've used up the first piece of toilet paper and the, the artwork is gone. Mm. But if you're sharing it, do you feel obliged to put the V back again for the next user because they're not going to know that it was there? You didn't think uh, about I didn't that for a moment, that did you? No, I, I, I didn't, to be honest, no. I don't even think I... I wouldn't know. Where would I do... How would I do a V? Do how would you do a V? Is the technicality of it the thing that's letting you down here? Yeah, maybe. You just fold you the corners up. What the, what's wrong with you? Well, it's not something I do. <laughs> that's not a V. <laughs> that didn't work, did it? It just yeah. fell out. Um, hotel toilet paper folding is a common practice performed by hotels worldwide as a way of assuring guests that the bathroom has been cleaned. That makes sense. That's that why they do it. Perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. It's all so much clearer now. Yeah. It shows you that there's a, been a person in there because... They've left their mark, but not, not in a the same way. mark that your one left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Ah. There we go. That's why we don't up, live then. in the yeah. hotel. We don't oh. work in the hotel industry. The, the illusion has been shattered. I thought that they were doing something as a special treat, but no. It's just no. a, a just. calling card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Common fold normally involves creating a triangle or V shape out of the first sheet or square on a toilet paper roll. Hmm. More elaborate folding results in shapes like fans, sailboats, and even flowers. Hmm. You see, the more elaborate it gets, then, yeah, you're saying I've been in the toilet, but you're saying I spent all my time making this origami duck for you when I should have been cleaning. Hmm. And the toilet rolls are right next to the toilet, so they were probably sat down while they were doing it. Yeah. And if you sat down for that length of time, you know, you're going to just squeeze one out, aren't you? Hmm. But then there'll be an ever, like a never-ending well, uh, Every room that they go into. <laughs> That's a good point. Like mm. Santa. <laughs> Father Pismas. <laughs> toilet paper folding is also known as toilet paper origami or toiligami. It's a bit forced. <laughs> it is a lot forced. I don't think that there's many people call it that. And has attracted the attention of observers within the hotel industry and beyond it <laughs> into the world of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yeah, we could put that on the the Wikipedia article. Involving both sober discussion of the practice as a marketing move, as well as wry commentary. Clarification needed. Um, But yeah, this is wry commentary, so maybe we should should at this point um, link to this episode, because we're being wry as fuck. Mm. With various degrees of seriousness... The practice has been considered an emblematic example of a meme copied across the world from a hotel to another until the point that most of them now do it. Fine. I'm not sure how statistically valid that is. <laughs> Extent. The practice is followed by hotels all over the world, according to Stephen Gill, a British photographer who published a book of pictures of folded hotel toilet paper from various nations. Mm-hmm. Nice work, Stephen Gill. It right. needed doing, and you, <laughs> and you got there. Um, oh, and I didn't need telling he was British. That was just a given. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a book. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go around all the hotels and put together a photo book for coffee tables. Oh, coffee table. It's a coffee table book. He's not going to yeah. go into detail. Mm. 
Dr. Susan Blackmore, who uses the example of hotel toilet paper folding to illustrate the use of memes, pointed out in 2006, Darwin, in, in the 2006 Darwin Day lecture before the British Humanist Association, that even a remote guest house she visited in rural Assam in India folded the first sheet on its roll of toilet paper. Hotel toilet paper folding is such an institution that in the horror movie 1408... <laughs> Horror movie, Halloween special. Mm. Hello. There you go. Fourteen oh eight is not a great film. It's John Cusack, isn't it? It is John Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> you should have said John Cusack film, and then we'd have all known. No, because he can make good films. Yeah, not anymore. Not for a while, no. Uh, you done, Cusack. <laughs> oh, sorry, John. Oh. Apparently, he's. A very rude man. Oh, really? And I'm willing to believe the random people that have told me that. Okay, I, I'm always believing three people. <laughs> Probably on that. Reddit. Like, ask Reddit if you ever met a celebrity and someone said, oh, John Cusack, he was a right prick. And I've went, okay. Okay. That's it. Set in stone yeah. in my mind. Oh. Was it Joan Cusack who wrote it? I bet it was. Yeah, Joan's all right. Uh, no, but I bet she wrote it. I've heard terrible things about her. From, from John. <laughs> you should stop listening to the yeah. track. The, the two of them hate each other. I don't know why they're in so many films together because they just cannot stand the sight of one another. Mm-hmm. Right, what happens in the horror movie? Oh, I, I don't even care anymore. Um, <laughs> it. Toilet, hotel toilet paper folding is such an institution that in the horror movie 1408 it is used as one of the eerie happenings noticed by the main character. After using the toilet paper, he finds it mysteriously has been freshly folded over. Ooh, Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reasons. 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 This is want. such a long That is what article. we want. We've already covered the reasons. The reasons are slight. The practice is meant to assure customers that their hotel room has been cleaned. According to David Feldman in his imponderable syndicated newspaper column, Feldman reported that he had contact- contacted many of the country's largest innkeeper chains funny way of saying it, to ask why the toilet paper was folded, and all of them provided the same answer. He quoted James P. McCauley, Executive Director of the International Association of Holiday Inns. Hotels want to give their guests the confidence that the bathroom has been cleaned since the last guest has used the room. To accomplish this, the maid will fold over the last piece of toilet paper to assume that no one has used the toilet paper since the room was cleaned. It's subtle, but effective. (laughs) I think we've already covered this, haven't yeah, we? There's, uh, a, there's yeah. a depth here. Um, somebody else <laughs> believes the practice is meant to please or impress customers. But the neatly made bed, the folded toilet paper, all these things symbolise attention and love. Oh, oh. Poor travelling oh. salesman. Oh. <laughs> poor, poor travelling salesman. So desperate for love yeah. in their lonely, lonely existence that just a folded piece of toilet paper might get them closer. To, to the warmth of another human. Aww. Perhaps such finishing touches are also an attempt to suggest flawlessness or excellence and so distract you from whatever failings the room may have or your horrible travelling salesman life. It is a horrible life. <sighs> so the little things. Elaborate wedding dresses have been made from folded toilet paper. No, they haven't. Also using glue is the... No fucking way. Elaborate wedding dresses have also been made from folded toilet paper. It It says says so here. I've got a... We don't doubt Wikipedia. Yeah, but it actually has... Katrina Chalifu of Rockford, Illinois. um, (laughs) Made, yeah, made a toilet paper dress. 
and took home a £1,000 or $1,000 gift card for her creation from Charmin, apparently. The toilet paper people. Katrina's beautiful niece, citation needed, Frances, modelled the dress in the entry photos that she sent to us, and there is a picture of Frances looking very much like a big toilet roll. (laughs) Betty Boop's Big Boss. Nice. Oh, we're mm. big fans of alliteration on Wikishuffle, mm, aren't we? Yeah. That's just satisfying. Betty Boop's Big Boss. Say it really quickly ten times. Betty Boop's Big Boss, Betty Boop's Big Boss, Betty Boop's Big Boss, Betty Boop's Big Boss. I've lost count. Betty Boop's Big Boss. Betty Boop's Big Boss. five. <laughs> uh, I just five. wanted to hear the word boobs and it didn't happen. It sort of happened at the end. Did it? Yeah. You like the idea of me saying boobs, do you? I do, yes. Boobs. It's taking a turn. There's a look on your face that says you didn't enjoy it as much as you thought you might. <laughs> I really didn't enjoy that. <laughs> I have a feeling I'll be recounting this moment oh. to a psychiatrist at some point in the Maybe future. Maybe I shouldn't have touched your knee while I was saying it. Was that too much? <laughs> yeah, just, just read the article out, Betty please. Boop's Big Boss is a 1933 Fleischer Studios animated short film starring Betty Boop. It is not public domain. Okay. Okay. It's not public domain, so stop it. Whatever you were planning on doing with it, don't put any clips in here. (laughs) No, I won't. I won't. Public domain. Okay. What was the appeal of Betty Boop? Sex. Uh, But was that it? Seriously. Massive. No, in the 30s, men liked women with massive heads. (laughs) You know, (laughs) tastes change over time, and in the 30s, it was all about the bigger the head, the better. Mm. Sort of just gravity defying. That's what they wanted. (laughs) It's like bloaty head disease on theme hospital. (laughs) So the plot of Betty Boop's Big Boss. Betty responds to an ad for employment. Girl wanted, top floor, female preferred. I think that's implied. If a sign says girl wanted, or is that the the joke? I don't Maybe that's the joke. Mm, I don't know. That seems a bit... um, A bit too subtle. A bit subtle for 1933, yeah. Yeah. Along with an enormous group of fellow applicants. Oh, I've rather read that well. Betty responds to an ad for employment. Girl wanted, top floor, female preferred. Along with an enormous group of fellow applicants. What I did there was not use parentheses well yes, in reading. Mm. So but I had another crack at it. He did. That's good. I, I repented. He self-edited. Yeah. Gave him one last job. Yeah. He loves that. Well, yeah. well, actually, the more times I do it, the more work. <laughs> and, and the more we him. talk about how it feels self-edited, <laughs> the more editing I've got to do. So, yeah, thanks, Oh, guys. no, I think this is all usable. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when the interviewing manager asks Betty what she can do, Betty replies in song that she can't type or take dictation, but that she can provide other benefits. <laughs> Why did you say it in that voice? Because oh. that's the voice... That's you the raised that, your eyebrows as well. That's the voice that they wanted me to imply it in. That other was what the, the pervy male animators... Is this actually like? Was this actually the appeal then? Oh, God, yeah. But Betty Boop was How was she ever sexy? sexy? She is not sexy. I, in I any agree. way, and I, I agree because you're not from the 30s. You're yeah. not from the forgotten generation. I'm not the kind of man who says, "Oh, cartoons can't be sexy," because they can. We've all seen um, Jessica Rabbit. Mm. In fact, Jessica Rabbit is my only connection to Baby because she was in that, and I had no idea who this black and white oh, yeah. version was. And she was the olden version of Jessica Rabbit from olden times. Yeah, but Jessica oh. Rabbit isn't sexy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no. I mean, yeah, it's fun to joke about as people will. Nobody's joking on this podcast. <laughs> we don't <Phil>. do that. <laughs> Creepy. 
Uh, <laughs> send us a tweet. Let us know your thoughts. Is Jessica Rabbit sexy? Yeah. So, well, she's in 2D. Yeah, and a rabbit. No, she's not. She's a not a rabbit. No, she's not. Is she's she? I remember now. She's, she's, she's married to a I'm rabbit. Thinking, I'm. Yeah, I'm thinking of Babs Bunny. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah, then again, Space Jam Babs. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you would. The Caramel helps. Bunny. That's maybe. That's what I think. I confess. That's what people do. Is that they're the two cartoon characters people say are sexy, and I've got them two and, mixed up uh, in my Yeah, and not not exactly head. the the sexiest bunny, but I would definitely have a good time with the Energizer Rabbit. I'll leave it in (laughs) (laughs) the businessman sends the other applicants away via a trap door and hires Betty Hmm. it's not a normal way to end an interview process (laughs) no Like Mr. Burns or something. <laughs> but if you're an animator and you want to get people off the screen, off the scene really quickly, rather than just drawing them walking away, just having them disappear through <laughs> or, a hole, has got to be manager. easier to draw, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'll draw the manager writing out letters. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine yeah. that's a lot more yeah. animating work than necessary. <laughs> Trapdoor. Oh, this is weird. Betty's happy with her new job, but the boss soon takes liberties with his employee. Scared, Betty calls for help. What the fuck? It's a seven-minute cartoon. Help! <laughs> that's Penelope Pitt stuff, isn't it? I'm I'm mixing up my sexy. <laughs> oh, she's sexy oh, now, yeah. is she? Yeah. Uh, no, I I. Now, obviously, I don't find Penelope Pitt stop sexy. What do you mean, obviously? Because mm. she's not real. I don't. I honestly don't see your point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I can't get my head around it. Like you wouldn't if Penelope Pit Stop came up to you right now. Hail, hail! <laughs> you would, you would rescue her from the, I don't know, Dick Dastardly. I thought, <laughs> totally off topic again. Um, I spent my entire childhood thinking that Dick Dastardly was a woman. Why? I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. He has a he has a moustache. He's called Dick. I just thought it was a woman for years. Is it because of how sexy you found him? Uh, maybe, maybe it was to do with my great auntie Margaret, who came to Christmas dinner and had a big beard. I'm not. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Put me right off my uh, Yorkshire pudding. Oh, wow. Anyway, I've learned a lot. Mm. Anyway, Betty Boop. She's calling for help. She's scared. She doesn't sound like Penelope Pitstop, though. In fact, I'm not even sure if this cartoon has sound. Oh, she does. Betty Boop from Roger Rabbit. She does have a very distinct voice. Oh, Lynn, later on she, she later does. On, yeah. But in 1933, I'm not sure uh, if she'd have had a voice at this time. She hadn't evolved. She might not have evolved yet. <laughs> the police arrive on the scene, <laughs> making several futile attempts to enter the building. They finally... Okay. <laughs> They finally whittle down the skyscraper by firing machine guns into it. Mm. Gone up through that trap door. (laughs) Betty and her boss appear in silhouette behind the window shade, but when the shade is raised, the two are locked in an embrace. What? Is this is this honestly is this real? This is this is a real thing. Because I've seen Betty Boop cartoons when I was a kid, but I can't really remember them. Was it in the public domain? Is this indicative of? A normal Betty Boop episode. I think they up. got more family friendly, friendly and li- less risque mm. as time went on, but it definitely started off as being a, a, a risque thing. <laughs> but um, a lot of animation, like the further back you go, is people being really experimental with it. Yeah. So I know, but like, 
it's like he and was it's trying to rape her and now she's like yeah I'm in yeah, I feel pretty much, vulnerable because yeah. you were around before the talkies <laughs> 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 weren't these sort of films shown before like films yes and with the piano man playing <laughs> with the piano man yeah Elton John <laughs> John yeah so if they're shown then they're not necessarily for kids so what is for not necessarily no no so that's probably what it is I don't think this is going to be like wacky races does it I uh, just to sum up so far, she's responded to an ad mm-hmm. that wants a female. She goes up to the manager. Well, it says girl wanted, female girl preferred. Female girl preferred, of course. Um, she tells him that she can provide other benefits because she can't type or take dictation. And she's sang at him at yeah. this stage. And the businessman sends all the other applicants away via a trapdoor and hires Betty. Into his woman pit. <laughs> he then takes liberties with her. It doesn't explain what liberties, but... Enough for her to call for help. Enough for the police to arrive. <laughs> He's clearly trying to sexually abuse her in some way. Yeah. And then when the police finally get up there, she's well, just well, they don't she's just into get it there. They don't just arrive. They have to destroy the building to enter. <laughs> They've machine gunned it to pieces. Yeah. What sort of what sort of office was this? So right. So she's locked in an, in an embrace with her attacker. Yeah. And then when what the happens? shade How does it raised, all finish up? The two are locked in an embrace. Betty exclaims, fresh, (laughs) and pulls the shade back down for some privacy. Thank you for listening to this spooky episode of Wiki Shuffle. Phil, I believe you have been somewhere this week. Yep, I've been podcast whoring myself out to our podcasting friends over at Failed Critics, and it was a Halloween special. It was released last... Tuesday, um, so it's up there and if you want to know what I would like you to watch in terms of horror films, why not have a listen to the Failed Critics Halloween special mm. and if you'd like to know what non-Halloween film I would like you to watch The Lobster, go and watch The Lobster because it's fucking brilliant I'm really excited about that yeah, it was good. good, I loved it uh, anyway that's neither here nor there Blab, we're going to Blab or we might Blab at the weekend if you don't know what Blab is, it's kind of like Periscope Mm. Um, which Chris is not too happy about but we might do some wiki shuffling live on Blab uh, at the weekend so, so find us on past by the time yeah. anybody's listening oh, shit, to this oh shit it will won't it yeah that doesn't work about that. in terms of plugging things in the future oh, back to the future days I mean, yeah. all <laughs> <laughs> okay if you're listening now which you are yeah. <laughs> then go on Blab and find us and see if we did any Blabs on the weekend. And if we did, follow us on Blab. And if we didn't, follow us on Blab because we might. And we might make it a weekly thing. We might do like one live wiki shuffle a week just for japes. Might we? We might. Have, yeah, we haven't discussed this, have we? But no. uh, yeah, we might. No, we haven't. So now that we've had one piece of post through our wiki shuffle headquarters letterbox, we would like some more. Yeah. Phil, and, and how an do actual, they get that into Well, us? they've broken the first piece of post, David. We're grateful, David. Thank you. But you did break the rules, which were specifically to send us a postcard. Don't. When he apologises, he apologises, and you know I yeah, am well, grateful. He's apologised. You don't need to bring it up. <laughs> we were all very disappointed, David. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't have to mention it on the podcast. Well. I don't want to be disappointed in all of our listeners. I mean, David's had his chance now. He's ruined it. <laughs> mm. oh, I'm disappointed. That's that first impressions are, they are important. important. Yeah, and he true. could have sent us a postcard. He said they hadn't got any in his university shop, he says. Well, try harder. There's more than one shop in the world. So David's let himself down. But if the other other listeners don't want to let themselves down, yeah. how do they get in touch? 
um, they can send us a postcard. <laughs> they still make them. I mean, yeah, they're a bit antiquated and they might not be as easy to come by as they used to be, but they're still out there. Um, and post that postcard to Wikishuffle HQ, 1B The Headlands, Kettering NN157ER. Excellent. And I would just like to apologise for Phil's behaviour there. Yeah, <laughs> Me yeah, and Chris yes. do not share his views. No. You can send him whatever you like to us. Yeah, thanks, David. <laughs> Finally, um, we would just like to beg, do some more begging, um, because we would like some iTunes reviews, please. Mm. Uh, if you think our show is four or five stars, leave us an iTunes <laughs> review. If you think it's any less, don't. They wouldn't have made it through this far if they thought Probably that. Probably not, yeah. You know, that helps us out more than anything, Really, that's that's the the one thing that uh, gives us a nice little boost and pumps us up the iTunes charts and encourages more people to listen. So if you do have a spare two or three minutes or five or ten or however long it takes to navigate iTunes, which is the worst piece of shit in the world, then please do. (laughs) I'd be interested to know how many people are still listening to podcasts on iTunes because I've given it up really quite a while ago now. Yeah, I think a lot of people have. So, Pocket Casts for life. Yeah. All right, we will be back on Friday, hopefully, for our bonus episode. If it's not on Friday, it will definitely be there on Saturday. And have a good week. Bye. Bye. Enjoy Halloween. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.